It's the Waterbound Podcast. All right, folks. Welcome, Waterbound, episode 26. 20, are we 26 now? We are. Amazing. That's a lot. 26 hours. That's I mean, when th- you say it like that, it doesn't really seem like all that much. That seems like a lot to me. I mean, like, I don't think that my wife sitting over there is listening to me talk for 26 hours. <laughs> uh, hey guys, it's Link and Ted, and this is our little podcast about whitewater, and uh, and it's not really about beer, but we drink beer while we're doing it, while we're not while we're doing it, but while we're having the podcast. Helps us, helps us, <laughs> helps, helps us make talky, talky time. Yes, and uh, what are we, what do you got there, Link, what you drinking? Oh, it was a good old Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, classic. Yeah, Usually we try to stick to. with something uh, kind of local, regional. But, you know. These guys are now. They're transplants. I guess. And, it, I mean, I like it. I like it. It's my go-to. Yeah, uh, it's easy drinking. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, so this podcast we do, Link is a long-time uh, raft guide, kayaker, um, instigator, uh, prejudigitator, perpetrator, and <laughs> wow, <laughs> I do not know what those words mean. Yeah, and uh, and Ted is uh, he's a master of all blades and boats, and that is definitely a lie. But uh, I like to paddle a lot of different types of crafts, crafts, crafts. He be crafting crafts, macaroni and cheese, and so yeah, we just talk about whitewater stuff, and here we go. Tonight's topic is, is we're not jumping into it yet, but nope. it's going to be a teaser about uh, losing paddles and losing your friends. Come on, what's the title of the topic? What? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> You're the one that wrote it. You're the Up one shit that... creek. That's right. Without a paddle, or so, paddles, or paddles like without yeah, your spare paddle, which is what happened uh, yeah. recently. But we'll get into that later. And then, uh, you know, getting separated from your friends or your group. Maybe they're not your friends. And, uh, <laughs> My guess is if you lost them, they're not your friends. So <laughs> Maybe they lost you. We'll, uh, we'll get into that here in a moment. Yeah. But, uh, first, uh, Link's been up on the golly and uh, just back in town here. Golly. So, we'll start out with some trip reports. All right. I heard, I heard somebody had a PFD. Yep, <clears throat> Mr. Rio Dorado, he had his uh, puppy first descent on the Upper Gali this past week, uh, weekend, um, and that was super duper awesome. So if you're listening um, for the first time, that's Rio the Golden Retriever. Yeah. He's got, a, Rio he's got, a, he's got his own Red, Instagram or something, doesn't he? Yeah, he's at Free Range Rio on Instagram. And, uh, or Free Range Rio, I guess I don't have to say at, because I'm, I'm not typing anything. But yeah, he's Free Range Rio on Instagram, and, you know, good old Raft and Rescue Rasta Rio uh, <laughs> took him down the Upper Gully with uh, my buddy, we are three with my buddy James um, on the Upper G, uh, took a ten and a half foot storm. Just because I wanted a little extra real estate for Mr. Rio. Yeah. Um, and he's 65 pounds, uh, somewhere around there. We're, we're starting to, he's starting to bulk up, bulk up a bit uh, to get up to playing weight. Uh, but, um, 
And, uh, yeah, um, took him down in that, and we just had a, we just had a hoot, man. Um, had probably one of my best lines at Pillow Rock Rapid, uh, this, this go-around in a while, uh, just because I hadn't gotten a lot of time. I hadn't had a lot of chances to play on the upper golly at, at normal fall flow, um, and this was probably my, my last opportunity, but, uh, uh, for golly season, and, um, yeah, we came into Pillow, um, for those of you who don't know Pillow Rock Rapid, um, didn't listen to the episode on golly season, um, you gotta go catch that one. Yeah, Pillow Rock Rapid is second class five on the upper golly, and it's a really big, steep boulder jumble that kind of drops all, all most most of the water drops down to the left side of the rapid, and at the bottom is is Pillow Rock, and the water just comes crashing off the face of that thing, creates a big wave, um, and it's you know it's an intimidating rapid for a lot of people, but um, uh, Rio was just like, whatever, you know, this looks cool. <laughs> so we ran the middle line, uh, which there's, there's three entrances and the typical entrance is far right, driving left. There is what everybody calls the NASCAR line, which is starting left, driving middle and trying to avoid, um, um, basically the rocks on the left and a big, and a big, a, uh, lateral hole wave hole thing that's really nasty uh and then cookies. there's a there's a middle line and, oh the cookies are ready <laughs> cookie 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 um but yeah we so we took the middle line i love this middle line because it it throws you right where you need to be and looking at pillow rock and head straight ahead and uh put the boat up on on the pillow wave you know the wave of coming off of Pillar Rock, I mean, just perfect, and Rio could have licked it, I mean, he was, like, right there, <laughs> and I was like, maybe he's gonna lick it, and then he was like, whoa, that's a big rock, and then he just kind of leaned back for a second, and then we kind of just fell off the right side, down the big, uh, big wave into the toilet bowl, and had, just had a great line, man, perfect, perfect line, it was, like, so awesome, and, right. um, yeah, and then um, we we were we were pretty good at NSIG, um, which is the first class five. Uh, not much to tell there, but uh, we came through there and Rio had a little had a little uh, you know a little cheering section on the rocks at the bottom, and same thing at Pillow. So he had his he had his he had his crowd out there. His 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 fans were out there. And uh, we styled it out, um, ran uh, lost paddle, pretty much standard lines through lost paddle, um, except for at tumble home went went uh, for the waterfall line on the far left at tumble home, the fourth drop of lost paddle, and that's kind of a go for it line. You got to hit it if you don't if you don't hit it just right, uh, you can really mess up bad, but. Um, he was up front, and I felt pretty good about it, and uh, did great. And we, yeah, we we ran uh, Iron Ring, just just had great lines all day long. Um, 
ran iron ring, just nice and clean. Didn't get even much of a splash here, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we were hanging out with a pretty good crew of people. Everybody was, you know, a lot of, lot, just mostly, almost all guides. So everybody was kind of setting, setting safety at ease and keeping an eye out for us. And, and, uh, super fun, a bunch of friends of mine. And, uh, then we got down to Sweets Falls, um, AKA the Coliseum <laughs> of Carnage. And, you know, People had asked, they were like, you're going to run the meltdown with Rio? And I'm like, hell no, we're not going to run the meltdown with my dog. Um, just because it's kind of like a, it's a really sneaky line. And if you don't hit it just right, you know, you're going to swim. And uh, so we ran just beautiful line at Sweets. And uh, as James and I were, you know, sitting center, R2, sitting in the middle of the boat. Rio is just like laying over the bow as we came through Sweets Falls and the boat stood up at the bottom of the hit, at the bottom of the waterfall. And Rio's just like laying over the front and everybody up on the on <laughs> post awesome. posts do was just like, Yeah, Rio <laughs> And he he like perked up. You can see his, you know, see him up there perking his head up, smiling and looking at everybody on the rock. Then we uh, we ran Box Canyon with him. And went right through Box Canyon, uh, you know, no problems there. And, uh, yeah, everybody's just cheering for Rio. Um, and we just had a great time, man. Um, you know, I, was, I, I definitely was, um, you know, I was, I was a little concerned. But I was also the one putting him in this. So, um, you know, we, we were working on our commands all the way down. And he was, he was doing great. Good, so, good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I guess I'll get into our tri couple of trip reports from past couple weekends. So we skipped a week uh, while you were up there, and you know, I guess I went to uh, went up to Nantahala a couple times. Didn't think I was going to get to paddle this weekend, but but ended up going. Um, and and had a good you know good trip nothing nothing big to speak about there but uh, then the weekend before was GAF so that's Guest Appreciation Festival at Nantahala and lots of stuff going on and that weekend uh, we had there I was up there I guess three days in a row but really only paddled on on that Sunday but uh, of course it's a big outdoor gear sale and. All kinds of stuff going on. and uh, See our buddy Chris up there? I did. He was set up, had all kinds of stuff. He sold lots of uh, lots of uh, gear, so, sold a few boats. Nice. I bought, I bought some from him. I bought some. Uh, did you buy the Cronin thing? I did, <laughs> didn't, uh, but it was there. And, and actually, I think he had a ton of interest, but I don't think he had any buyers. But, it, you know, it's an unusual, that's that big Cronin uh, raft thing so the raft that has no name or no something name. yeah but uh yeah lots of folks you know seemed like the parking lot with the gear that, that there was probably more stuff there than last year it seemed like to me um the trying to think of some other stuff around there that day you know i bought a few th I, I bought uh, like a little wheel um canoe boat hauler dolly because <laughs> I want to be rolling with Link. When I'm with Link, I want to be 
Rolling some wheels. Was this one of Brad's concoctions? No, this wasn't. This was just like one that I'm thinking, you know, if I need it, I got it. And it was like 15 bucks. Huh? So I was like, yes, that's in my price range for that. Um, so you we'll just, see. <clears throat> you just got to have the things, don't you? I got to have it because uh, I'm thinking if I'm, if I'm I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how if it's useful or not. Um, what else? So, yeah, there's, I mean, just, you know, people everywhere. Parking was a nightmare. But, um, oh, we went up the we went up on that Saturday with family and Miss Ida, the dog, got her out. And, uh, Did she get rafting? No, no, no. Just we didn't paddle that day. We just went up and kind of. You got to get her in raft, man. Yeah, at some point. I, I, I got to get her a PFD first, and we'll see. So, well, it's going to be a big old PFD. Yes, it will. I'll just, I'll Maybe just we'll have to uh, full size take one. she and Rio. Yeah, she may. Well, they may be Berserko in a boat together. But, but she was good. She had a good day. There was another Pyrenees there, and we went up to it, and uh, and it growled at her and oh. hurt her feelings a little bit. But uh, but she got along. If Rio, Rio was there, dogs. he would have shown that dog what was yeah. up. That one did not want to be growling at his girl. Yeah. But uh, anyway, good weekend. So then Sunday went back up. Uh, to boat the upper nanny. Oh yeah. All right, and so this is where our topic sort of begins. So we get there, and <laughs> we are going to run the upper nanny. We're going to run it. We I've been waiting all group. day to listen yes. to this. I've been waiting we, all we, day. We got a group, um, and 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 we're not sure who all is going to show up. And then we get there, and there's some other people we know, and everybody's trying to quickly gather their stuff. And uh, my buddy Ray and his son showed up. His son's in college, and he's pretty good. Uh, paddler, but he hadn't paddled much this summer. But he shows up and he's like, Ray's like, well, I think we're just going to sit out the upper nanny and, you know, we've got our canoes and when y'all get down here, we'll, we'll, you know, get in the canoes and go down the rest of the river. So, Brad was there, had the thundercloud. He was going to R1. I was going to R1 the fat cat. And we're like, hey, y'all just jump in with us and we'll R2 the upper and then we'll get down here we'll jump in canoes. There you go. So, Multi-split. it sounded like a great plan, you know, and then uh, Jeff and John had a little high-side Minimax that they were in, and uh, we were trying to round up a few other folks, and some folks were running late, so we jump on this bus, boom, we're off. We get up there. Yeah, so this is how things kind of can go a little wrong. So we get up there, and we get off. And I realized at that moment, I've got my paddle and I've got my extra paddle, which is great. But I got two people in the boat now and no third paddle and no fourth paddle. So you know where this is going since we started off with this topic. Um, Brad, I think, had only two paddles. And then Jeff and John who were prepared to R2 to begin with had four paddles. Mm-hmm. So they had theirs. So anyway, it didn't really occur to me, you know, just because of confusion and that wasn't the game plan. And I should have thought, it won't happen again, but it happened. So we get in and, you know, we take off and, and you know, it's a fun run. Uh, I know you do the Cascades. There were some folks, I guess, doing that. Um, pretty much everybody in, on our bus just got on the upper nanny. Um but they were doing the full, the big release, which is what five fifty or four fifty. Yeah, or I don't know. Uh, but it was the it was the bigger release of the year of yeah. the weekend. 
And uh, so it, it's cooking out through there. And we're cruising and we're banging into stuff. And we're probably five minutes in. And we get a little sideways. And over the handlebars we go. And over like, a, you know, we just hit a rock in the middle of, you know, nothing big. <laughs> Boom. And here we go. So we flop out. Um, his James is in is my or two partner, and like I said, he he doesn't have a lot of experience doing. I'm not blaming him. But I'm just saying we jumped in, and you know, boom, we get a little sideways, and, and there we go. So we're in, and I'm swimming. I, well, I'm not. I don't know if I'm swimming, but I'm in the water, and I've got the boat, <laughs> and I'm I'm That's sort of swimming. I'm stuck. Were like your I'm, feet out of the boat? Oh yeah, my feet okay. are out. Then I'm, you're swimming. Oh, I'm in the I'm in the water full on. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of floating away. Anyway, it's technically it's, Ted. That is a swim. I'm happy to be calling it a swim. <laughs> I grab the boat. Yeah, I'm, I'm not moving though. I'm just I'm sort of planted on the rock we hit, and I've got the boat and no paddle. So it was like boat or paddle. And I, I grabbed the boat, and it was all I could do to hang on to it and where in the position I was in. Was it upside down? No, it, it started, it was sort of like almost kind of just straight up in the air when I first grabbed it and then pulled it back down and got it like regular right side up, and I was behind it, uh, upriver from it. Uh, James floats away, and we're, I think we're right above PB&J, that rapid, if, you're, if you know that. So... He kind of floats down and gets over on the, the side that's not on the road, and it's like a cliff, but he gets out. So he's over there kind of on the edge, and I'm kind of in the middle to the right of the river, and I just sort of slowly manage to just sort of, you know, step across, you know, one slow foot at a time and, and get over on the right side and then eke down, and, and I have a leash that I got out and put on the boat and, you know, so I could kind of get next to the bank, even there was no bank to get on and kind of climb down. At least I had the boat. Uh, I didn't have to hold it. You know, I've had that, had yeah. the, the little leash on flip line. So we get down and we get in the boat. And of course, neither of us have a paddle for now. <laughs> and we're right above this, this <laughs> decent little rapid. And he's like, what are we going to, what are we going to do? It's like, you're just going to get in. I'm going to push off. We're going to try to get in the current and, and, hunker down I was like just just like hang on so we push off and we actually run the rapid pretty clean like we managed to there was a bad spot we didn't want to go over and we managed to get around it and just bang down so we pass by so John and we see John and Jeff they're just downstream they know what's going on they don't have our paddles but they have their paddles they've got their paddles and they got a throw rope and so we come flying through the rapid we're just sort of floating by they chunk a rope. It's a great throw, but bounces off our raft. So, you know, just boom. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe they threw a paddle. I don't know. That may have been something that happened to. It didn't get to us. Yeah. So we're still cruising. So they kind of they kind of collect their stuff. <laughs> and they've got this on GoPro, by the way. Oh, so yes. So we're floating down. <laughs> And uh, and I see uh, I see Ray no so then we get we get stuck on a rock, and I was fine with that because like all right we'll just sort of hang here I start trying to wiggle off and uh, Jeff and John come cruising up and this was pretty sweet on the GoPro on the GoPro footage they cruise up 
hand us the paddle, you know, as they're shooting by, and we grab it. Now we're good to go. Like we're, you know, at least R one and coming down through here. Yeah, we're R one and and you know that's all, a, you, all you had is one paddle. We had one paddle point. at that yeah. point, but that was fine. So we're Ray has collected our paddles. Some kayakers helped us out, grab those, and he's on the bank. We come flying through here, and we're still can't get in an eddy because you know just we got weight in the boat, and it's just Swift River, and we're just not. You know, we're, we're just, we're waiting till we get somewhere. Cruising down, Ray is like, I'm going to throw a paddle. And I'm like, don't throw the paddle. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, he launches the paddle up in the air like a javelin. Yeah. It comes flying out, like right at us. And I'm like, our teeth, we're going to get our teeth knocked out or something. <laughs> and uh, anyway, at the last second, uh, James like reaches up one-handed Boom. Perfect grab, grabs it, and yeah. then we're good to go. We, we go on down the river and collect our stuff. Wow. So, lesson learned. Like, I already knew I should have extra paddles, but just in the heat of the moment, at the yeah. put-in, in the confusion, we didn't have them. Yeah, I mean, so what What did you in there was just was just trying to trying to hurry stuff up Yeah, and not think through what what we had what 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 gear you had i mean you know two paddles isn't essential but a one spare yeah you know yeah if we'd had the one spare even if would... you have two people just having one spare is key that and I that's agree. usually what what i carry yeah it's just like you know if i'm well, r2 or s2 and i can't remember the last time i let go of my paddle either but i mean the situation was kind of like yeah the boat and the reason why i say one <laughs> paddle is because usually i don't drop mine Ooh. I'm just saying it's not I a dab. Know. It's just no. Like, I know. I, I, I mean, usually, I, I usually I don't that, either. But I know that paddles my, you know, is, is my way. Uh, sometimes back to the boat, but also once I get in the boat, I'm gonna need it. So you know, and that's that's pretty typical of all, you know, most, uh, you know, a lot of paddlers uh, as far as dropping their paddle. You know, like like customers, they're like what. Well, if I fall out, what do I do with this paddle? I'm like, well, you know, reach your T-grip to the boat, and it can help get you in, or you can swim with it. Um, you can. I saw a kid, kid, one of my kids that fell out at Pillar Rock a few weeks ago. He was swimming like a champ with that paddle. Oh, yeah. And he was, every stroke he took, he was reaching the T-grip toward the boat. <laughs> We're like... We're almost there, but he kept reaching it. Yeah. And every stroke he took, he's like still reaching. Get me in. <laughs> you know, we finally grabbed the hold of that T grip. But you can also throw the paddle where you want to swim to. I agree with that. Like that's 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 I You thought, know, like, hey, I wanna be over there. I'm gonna chunk my paddle over there. I, that was, or that way. That was know. one of the best like the most useful things I learned in a swift water rescue course was to chunk my paddle in an eddy or to the bank if I if I needed to, you know, if I needed to swim harder. And uh, and I've used that more like if I'm swimming and have a boat in one hand and a paddle in the other. Yeah. You know, I ch- like, you know, especially with a canoe. <laughs> um, but I can chunk that thing over and then I can swim a lot better. But yeah, uh, but yeah you know, so, the but the other thing that was kind of nice about it is we had a, we had a good group. Everybody was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, gosh more so, cookies Eloise oh is gosh. making these awesome cookies and they're amazing she messed up like half a batch and but 
and then gave us the plate. Which is like my favorite way. Yeah, they were, but they were it's like, like a glob. It was a big plate of cookie crumbs <laughs> that we just knocked out, and now my stomach's hurting. Well, uh, <laughs> and she's we'll offering see, more. We'll, we'll see if she'll uh, give us a recipe to post on the. Um, That's right. On the page, they, on the Facebook page. What do we call these? Ugly delicious cookies, and they they are kind of ugly. They're oatmeal and walnuts. Is that right? Pecan, oatmeal, pecans, oh my and chocolate chip. Make you want to smack your mama. Good stuff. That's what Santa Claus eats <laughs> at our house. Um, but yeah, so we had a good. That's yeah, why. Good, that's why Ted has all the toys. <laughs> Ted has all the toys because Eloise makes these awesome cookies for Santa Claus. That's right. That's right. I was wondering how, where, how I was getting the toys yeah, from those You got cookies. all the toys. <laughs> Eloise, I'm going to need some of these at my house this Christmas. Just okay. Absolutely. But we had a good group, you know, and everybody was watching out for each other. And it ended up being, you know, a, a pretty good, uh, like everybody, everybody kind of came together. Oh, Rio, Drop it. Rio stole another sock. And everybody kind of came together and <laughs> made it uneventful, even though it was a, it was, it was a mess. We, we put ourselves in, but, uh, Anyway, yeah, after mean, that, we got on, you know, there was no, there were no other big hiccups or anything, but we, uh, well, we you know, I mean, fun day, it was an adventure. Yeah, and that's, you know, obviously it was a learning experience as well. Absolutely. There's some teachable moments. And I'll tell you, so I keep, I've got a breakdown paddle I keep in, in my canoe, um, my, whenever I've been kayaking, uh, y'all should see, y'all should see his, paddle. you guys should see his what? bags. Oh, that's true. We got to give a his, shout out. His, his bags, fall line. Yeah. Sean Alexander, right? Yeah. Uh, makes the fall line bags. Uh, he's in Virginia. Uh, so float, flotation, flotation he, bags for canoes. Yeah. So and, if you got an open boat. You probably already know about fall line bags, but he hand makes these bags, and they're and he, he'll do them in any kind of color combination, and does custom stuff, and and that condor, that black fly condor I got, I had ordered these bags, and I guess it was taking a little longer than expected, and or he, something was back ordered the color I wanted, and he he said, hey man, I've got these that I made for myself, and I'll send them to you. They're pretty sweet. And they are sweet. They're like gray camo. Yeah, they're like camo. It's got and a, he's got, it's like a, it actually goes really well with your bow. It coordinates. It, it goes with my cla- hair. It kind of clashes, but also, gray hair. Yes, it does. That's, I try to coordinate everything with my gray yeah, hair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> those are really nice. <laughs> they are nice. They're, they're, I, they're. I like, I like the, the paddle. It's got a little bag to keep paddle spare bag. paddle in. Yeah. So, uh, a couple other little bags. Little pouches and That's super cool. And really, they're it's, it's a cover is the camo. The bags are like blue, but they're they're basically covers and they're mesh on the bottom. They're they're first class, man. If you're if you're in if you got an open boat, and you need some some flotation bags that uh, fall line bags for sure. Um, they're they're awesome. I've got a set that don't have the fancy covers, but uh, that are in my other boat, and they're they're awesome. I think he makes kayak. Uh, float bags yeah, too, yeah. and and he's making some other stuff like uh, some little dry bags. Oh, he makes. I'll tell you the other thing. If you're open boater, um, you probably already know about this, but he makes these inflatable ankle blocks that uh, have a little strap, and they uh, 
they snap in and they're, you know, they're kind of, uh, you can adjust them, like you can pump them up like pretty hard and make them where they're not and they're, they're just ankle block supports and I can't even paddle without them now, but they're, anyway, good stuff, awesome stuff, so definitely uh, look up Fall. Are those line. like water wings for your feet? They look like water wings. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's just <laughs> they the first thing that comes to mind. definitely look like it. Um, <laughs> what was the other thing? We hadn't talked about this before. What are those things called that people, kayakers put, that, that big foam thing that floats, a paddle float? Have you oh, seen those? Yeah, yeah. We hadn't talked about that. Oh, well, there's... Those. Oh, that's... <laughs> there's already a lot of stuff going on with the guy, the inventor of that... Paddle float uh, deal. Yeah. Well, I know Link always uses one, so that's why I asked. <laughs> hey, might not they, be good or bad, or bad thing. <laughs> I tell you what, I wish I'd had it the other day. Um, <sighs> that's about it on trip reports, but that, uh, so on that same day, I, but we're, we're going to segue we on the in. the topic? Yeah, we're still, we're on the topic. Okay. We're, we're, <laughs> I thought we were going right into it. Well, that's true. We hadn't, we hadn't finished up the lost paddle thing. Um, so, I mean, obviously, if you've got an extra paddle, you know, on your boat, then you're okay. Uh-oh. Um, oh, we're getting show ideas oh. passed to us. <laughs> um, the, Post-it notes. <laughs> we, uh, but, but in a kayak, I never carried an extra paddle. And the main reason is those, the nice breakdown paddles are like 300 bucks. Yeah. So, but I will say this. I've been... On several trips where people have broken paddles or lost paddles, and it either, you know, somebody. Uh, one time I was on section four. There were two different people either broke or lost a paddle, and somebody had one. Thank God. Yeah. You know, somebody out there came along and had one, and then uh, I know another guy on the Upper Nanny last year broke his paddle. He was in a ducky, and his paddle broke. And uh, it's roadside, so that wasn't a big deal. He was able to just get off. Um, you know, I mean, I know you've, you've probably seen it a million times, but I I don't know. I mean, is it do you do you spend three hundred bucks on a I mean kayak paddle that you may remember or may not? It's kind of, or do it's you kind hope of, your buddy well, has if, one? If, if if you're on if the canoe. Here's the reason I say that the there, canoe. The not, canoe breakdown paddle is only like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So that's not the same deal to me. Right. Uh, but I mean, there are some runs where it's kind of you know if you're canoeing, if you're on the Okoe, you're probably gonna be able to find a yeah. paddle laying around, or even maybe the Nantahala. But or you can just walk to you know the like road. like the Chatuga <laughs> or the Golly or you know. Um, they aren't going to be as easy to find. Remote creeks. Yeah, and uh, so it should be part of your gear. I think, um, yeah, and especially if you're if you're on a stretch of river that's you know probably bigger than class three, class three to four. Yeah. Especially if it's continuous. I mean, you may not see your, you know, you may not see your. You paddle again, especially if it's fast, the water's high. It may get swept downstream or go under a rock and you know, you can't you can't bank on seeing that type of stuff. 
you know, if it's a class two or three run, you know, like the Nantahala, well, you know, you, you can, you can. Yeah. Well, you're going to be able to get off that river and get to the road. Yeah, you know, the road's is. right there, but also. Rafts coming by. But also, you're, you know, if you're with <laughs> a, a group of people, a group of paddlers, you know, and, and here we go. This will we'll segue into the next topic a little bit here, but. If you're with a solid enough group of paddlers, or, you know, your friends and all that, then everybody should, you know, be pitching in to help you out. Yeah, or, and that, or the person that swims out. And, and in our case, our buddies had an extra paddle. Yeah. But not only that, they tracked down our paddles. Yeah, which, you know, is, so that which is why you paddle in groups. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why is for safety and for retrieving gear, so... Um, you know, um, you know, most, most kayakers, you know, creek boaters and, you know, uh, and the like, uh, you know, and pro paddlers, uh, if they're not carrying a breakdown paddle, uh, they're carrying a pair of hand paddles. Yeah. 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 That was something that, but you know, hand paddles are also kind of important to know how to use. Um, I, I will say this, uh, we're on the West Fork of the Tuck, you know, um, back a couple months ago and uh some some friends that were kayaking along with us we were me and me and um, a buddy were rafting and um a group that was uh actually was arthur that was our one and he had a couple he ended up having a couple flips and you know able to keep hold of his paddle we we ended up losing one of it he lost his spare i think because it came came off the boat but um you know, we got his stuff back to him. We got his boat back, and and uh, but we got down in the mini gorge, and a group of hard boaters that were with us, Satuga paddlers, uh, some friends of mine, the youngest one in the bunch, um, uh, my friend, uh, my friend, Snuffy's son Charlie, um, he swam out of his boat, and right in the top of the mini gorge, yeah. It's the very top of the mini gorge on the West Fork of the Tuck. He swam. They were able to retrieve his boat and uh, got him into an eddy before a couple really big stout holes. Um, and we had his paddle downstream, but he um, he actually threw on some hand paddles. Never hand paddled before. And end up hand paddling the last couple drops of this rapid and <laughs> did great. Yeah. But he's also just a little little badass. He's you know, watching this kid grow up and he's becoming this great paddler. But um That's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing, it. but it, it does help to know because once you're in those hand paddles, well, yeah, you it's, should practice that. It's it's hard your... it's hard to get to your skirt. It's hard to know what to do, and, sure. it, you know, and to keep a hold of those hand paddles and to get to your skirt. Um, but um, those are nice to have, you know. Breakdown paddle. I mean, how many people do you think are carrying them? Because I don't think many. We people we are. we, I had to guess we used to weight and well, cost. It was part of our gear for instruction at, at ERA, <laughs> and um, well, that makes sense because you're going to have students that are going to. Yeah, but yeah, but your average Joe's out there, I don't think many of the folks probably have them. No, no. <laughs> but um, you know, I have seen, I've seen, I have seen kayakers use, you know, use a, a rafting paddle, use a yeah, canoe paddle. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. Like if I, yeah, you know, if I came across a 
<laughs> wrap that up. If I were in a kayak, I'd totally. I mean, it's yeah. better than nothing. Absolutely. It's yeah. much better than trying to hand paddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. With no hand paddles, you know, with, with just bare hands. Yes. That's, that, Which that's, we were trying in <laughs> the other day. But it is possible. And, yeah. and, and with you guys, it's, it, it would be possible to use hand paddles in a raft. Yeah. Or a ducky okay. or yeah. a canoe. Yeah. I've seen people do it. do something, so. yeah. And those are compact enough, they're light enough, that they're not, not adding a bunch of weight. Well, I would so. say most, most, you know, I definitely think anybody I've seen, like, in a small raft, they've always got an extra paddle. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. like I said, I had one, and it just circumstances led to that. But, but like, and con- most open boaters seem, you know, a lot, I don't know about most, but a lot of them have an extra paddle. Because especially if they've got a longer boat, you know, they can put a regular paddle kind of in it or on the, but... But like I said, the, the breakdown canoe paddles are cheaper, um, and they're pretty and they're more compact. So yeah, you know, I guess that's just part of it, and, and I get it. But because I never was like I was never ready to spend three hundred bucks on a yeah. freaking breakdown paddle. Yeah. So what I like to do with my spare, if I'm in a raft <laughs> uh, and I'm running a perimeter line, you know, chicken line. Danger rope, strangle string. Uh, uh, around the outside of the boat is I like to run. I put my T grip under the cross tube, under the thwart, and uh, at the back of the boat I put my T grip under the thwart, right where it meets the outer tube, and I put the blade underneath the 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 perimeter line. Because in our small boats, that usually works out pretty well. It works out and up to like a 13-foot boat. It works out really well. And you can get to it, and it's and it's and it holds it in there well enough that, mm-hmm. shit, man, I've flipped. You know, I've flipped boats, and that those those one or two paddles stayed in there. And I think it you know, had a lot to do with the fact that, um, you know, T-grips weren't sticking up and grabbing stuff out of the back of the boat. Or upside, you know, when it was upside down. Or, and also the T-grips are under the thwarts, so they're kind of grabbing the thwart a little bit better than that blade can. Oh, my gosh, more, more, cookies. more cookies. This We should just call this the uh, Cookie Monster episode. Ted is making a move for the cookies. Making a move for the oven. Here comes Eloise. Pop his hands, he's got one in his mouth right now, it's gone. <laughs> um, but uh, but well, yeah, so and so with, with my, if I don't have a, a perimeter line, I usually have a small cam strap that I can cam, I can cam strap the at least the T-grip in to the back D-ring of the, inside D-ring of the rat. And so that way it's, it's in there at some, you know, in some way. But... In uh, the shredder or the fat cat or paddle cat, I usually run my spare. If I'm s twoing with someone, I run my spare on the back of the boat. And the great thing about our our fat cats now is we have those extra D rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky Mountain Rest Fat Cat. Um, we have those extra D rings back there, so there's a lot of attachment points. And I just take two little two little cam straps and go to one of those D rings and just cinch it down. Nice and nice and tight, but not like not wrenching it down. 
and that that holds it down there. But I tried. I used to try running it in front of me, and it just doesn't work out well when you're paddling. Because my, my stroke ends at my hip, so yeah. I'm not hitting that thing back behind me, you know. But I would if it was in front. So, you know, the paddle ends up being about the width of one of those small boats or even the fat cat. So, um, if I'm running, if I'm S1ing or R1ing, and I've seen a lot of people doing this now, is they run their box strap, you know, that runs across the thwarts to the outside D-rings. Yeah. They put their spare underneath the opposite side yeah. uh, of the box strap right above the, the outer D-rings. And that's, that's, that's plenty enough. Yeah, I, that's I what think. I'm usually doing. Although I did... It, it's hard, though, when you're, you you have someone paddling right there, and when if you put your spare paddle, if you have two spares, then and you're they're right next to you. Yeah, you're hitting it yeah. when you paddle. So and, and I don't like that. No, I'm so not crazy I tend about to, that. I tend to move it back. And yeah. then uh, I also had a decent paddle that got bent because it was right there and like bumped into a rock or something, you know, on yeah. the side. And, you know, it's, I might as well throw the paddle away. But, uh, but anyway. Bump, bumping rocks and, or, you know, bumping your wife into trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do lots of bumping. Um <laughs> But uh, so you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. That's right. Ted. That's right. We uh, I'm, I'm the I'm the Dale Earnhardt. You know, mm. yeah. <laughs> Take some paint off. Um, Raise hell, praise <laughs> Dale. <laughs> we uh, so the next topic. So on that same day, you know, we we go down the after the upper nanny and uh, shenanigans happen yeah. on the upper Nanta Hill. Yeah. So now we're we're in canoes. <laughs> we're cruising down, and we come across this dude. Oh, this is on. Uh, this is so. This is, this is the second part of the second part. This is like a freaking expedition. Yeah, <laughs> it's a one day expedition. Well, first of all, let me tell you what. Like the crowd at that at Gaff weekend on the river, like was sixteen miles mayhem. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Or, or like fifteen. I don't miles. know. I don't know, but. So we're cruising down, and there's there's a guy, and he's like, "Hey, did you see my buddy? He's in a black liquid light, blah 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 blah, <laughs> and this kind of helmet." And we're like, "Nope, you know, we hadn't seen him." He's like, "Well, he's a beginner, and you know, whatever he said." And he's like, "He's he's this is his first time down, and we got separated." And I guess that maybe those, uh, you know, there's there's two or three little islands, there and maybe one went down, one one the other, and. Uh, and they got separated, and so you know we're like, okay, you know, we'll we'll look for him, and if we see him, we'll tell him you're behind us. So we cruise on down, and that guy, you know, we we stop and whatever. So here here he comes again, still hadn't found his buddy, you know. Anyway, we see him two or three times throughout the this day. This is not good. No, this is not. So good. he's worried. Um, Meanwhile, we pass another group, and they're saying, "Hey, have you seen that guy's our friends?" <laughs> no, it's a different, different group. And they're like, "We got separated," and same deal. Like they didn't know if they were upstream, downstream, but they thought, "Hey, they thought he, they thought this person's upstream from us, so we're gonna stay put." And so they had been sitting there for like 30, 40 minutes, and nothing happened. So, 
anyway, later in the day, we run into the first guy, and he's found his buddy, you know, who was way downstream and just, like, never stopped <laughs> to, to yeah. catch up with him. and Or maybe thought he was downstream. And, of course, yeah. that can happen, too. You think, oh, they're in front of me. Somehow you get mixed up, and then you're, like, really hurrying downstream yeah. and just get further and further apart. But they managed to reconnect. They were okay. Um, the other group also reconnected and found out that, you know, their plan was, or there wasn't a plan, but they said, I'll just stay put. So they both were staying put. Yeah. So that, that, that got me thinking, yeah, that's happened uh, one time on the Lufty this last winter. We had a, a good group of people we, knew, we know well and paddle together. But there were all kinds of islands. And it was like, I'm going to go down this one. I'm going down this one. I'm going down this one. It wasn't like a scary run or anything like that. But but there was some wood here and there. And people got out and then crossed islands. And next thing you know, we didn't know if people were in front or behind. And they were gone and out of sight. And like I said, on the bank. Yeah. So it, it happens. I see how it happens. Yeah. Here's but, and my thing. question was like, what, you know, what do you do? Well, first and, of all, you don't keep going. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, have a, I'm sorry. First of all, have a plan. Yeah, that was um, in my that was in my notes. Like, first thing would be have a plan. Have a plan before you leave. Have a plan, and, that, <laughs> and it could be a really basic plan. Like, so and so is running lead. So and so is running sweep, and everybody in between. Um, you know, don't 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 get out in front of the lead boat. Don't get behind the sweep boat. I mean that's that's how we run a rafting trip most uh, most places. But with your buddies, do you, you know that you paddle with regularly? Would you even bother to say that, or are you just like? I mean, sometimes it's just implied. Yeah. Like somebody just somebody always jumps up front. Yeah. I'm like oh, okay, well they're lead, but no, I mean you know, and until you get you know really experienced, <coughs> you know you should you should have a plan, and and most of the time it's the most experienced person is running lead. You know, it's the lead boat. Um, and maybe the second most experienced person is running sweep. And, you know, that's the way we did it during the, uh, you know, kind of did it during the uh, R1-S1 clinic. And that's usually how we do it on a river, on a rafting trip. Um, you know, I don't I don't want my least experienced person in the back, um, you know, because a lot of times they have a first aid kit with them. And, and so I want someone that's, you know, qualified um, and that's and that and that right there is one of the main reasons to have a lead in the sweep is so you'll have a first aid kit at the front and a first aid kit at the back of the trip. But you know when it comes to islands, you know it's just it's just good trip awareness to paddle as a group. And I say that, and I you know I I wander around a little bit on, when I'm on the river. I go and run the slots and the steep lines, but mm -hmm. you know, whenever I'm playing like that, people see where I'm going. Cause I'm usually, you know, if I'm not leading, I'm towards the front and I'll go and run the slot and then they'll see me coming through and, you know, we'll make eye contact, all that kind of stuff. <coughs> and I'm talking about paddling with people that paddle a lot. Yeah. They're really, yeah. really good boaters. Well, so they, they're, they're looking at me as I'm running something, just like I'm looking at them. Is they're running something. When it comes to islands... I think both of these things, by the way, that there were experienced boaters and with 
kind of more beginners. You yeah. know what I mean? Like well, it was a combination. And, 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 and yeah, they're in, you know, I just listened to the, <laughs> I just listened to the instruction uh, episode where we talked about instruction. This is a reason to go through instruction. <laughs> I mean, right back to it. This this is a problem with that that getting, I see with with your buddy is going to show you how to do it. Bunch of buddies or or clubs, yeah. and where where you don't know the skill level and the strengths and weaknesses of everybody and the you know the experience. This is the reason to go through instruction is because someone's just always going to have their eyes on you and, and you know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, even if they're up front, they, they're, they're always looking back. You're always looking over your shoulder. That's called trip awareness. And we, it, it, it's something we teach in, in uh, you know, our new guides. We drive in. We drill it in their heads. Always look over your shoulder at the boat behind you. You know, we're, we're the strongest, you know, we're only our, you know, at our strongest, you know, with with the group, you know, together, and you know, it's. I read you're, you're not out there on your own, and, and if you're paddling with a group, you're not. You're paddling with the group. Everybody's depending on you, and they're and you're depending on them. So you know, when you get to like an island, like you're talking about, yeah. if someone, you know, that's great. Someone wants to. See what's on, you know, like, yeah, I've been, ha- I've been down here before, you know, I like going right of this island. Not everybody wants to go right of that island. Well, we'll meet you on the other side. Yeah. We'll eddy out on the downstream side of that island. We're not going to keep paddling. We're going to eddy out and make sure everybody, so everybody eddies out behind that island. And we see when you come out or, you know, we'll wait for you to climb over the island and come down the <laughs> other side. You should have come down. But that's the best thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, someone taking a beginner paddler, oh, man, you're going to love it. Come, you'll, you'll love Manahela. You know, it's not that hard. You know, you, you may like kayaking at the end of it, you know. And right there is a good way to t- take someone to... Turn them off. To, to turn them off to paddling, you know, to get them scared, get them, man, I was, I was lost. Or... Yeah, maybe it's not that big a deal to them, but they're just like, man, this isn't for me, you know? Yeah. I, I felt like I was out there by myself all day. You know, that's a shitty feeling. Yeah. And then and then you paddle up to another group, and they're like, where the hell did this guy come from? So we <laughs> now we've got to look out for him? Yeah. We had we had that on... Um, uh, we had that on Lower Gali a couple weekends ago. I was trip, leading the trip on Lower Gali, and... Right below the put-in, right below the first rapid, this big group of paddlers comes up. The oldest guy in the group, he comes up. I forget his name, but um, he's like, "Hey, hey, um, I wasn't the trip leader. No, I, I was just I was one of the guides on the trip." But he came up to me. Uh, he's like, "Hey, do do you guys have a radio we could use?" And I'm like, "Is something wrong?" He's like, "Well." So here's the, this this guy in our group that just like paddled up is paddling by himself and he's only been on one class three river, you know one like one class three river, and we don't know him and he's paddling alone and he just paddles up and asks if he can tag along with us and I was like oh boy, 
<laughs> and then, you know, I'm like, I'm looking in the group and I'm like, that guy right over there. And I could, <laughs> you know, I could spot him because he had brand new spick and span gear, you know, and the, just the way he paddled, you could tell he was inexperienced. Yeah. He, he hadn't done a lot of paddling. Uh, granted, they were yeah they were on the lower gully, but there's there's some big nasty spots on the lower gully that you don't want to be. And I was like, man, you can, that's our TL right over there. Um, I said we we've got a bit of time before the first class four, um, and um, I was like, you know, there may be a ranger. There may be a ranger down near the first couple big rapids, but I was like, eventually there will be a ranger coming through, but I don't know when that's going to be because the rangers, you know, they'll, they'll send out two river patrols. They'll put one on the upper and one on the lower gully, and um, and they'll come down through and just kind of assess how everybody's doing and just, you know, just roll on through and patrol the river. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, that's not, you know, the best thing I can offer you, the best idea I can offer you is the Meadow River grade is right there. The old railroad grade, rails to trails, it's on river left. He can hike up there and out if y'all don't feel comfortable walking him. You know, I'm like through the rapids. I was like, how, how much have you been down here before? He's like, you know, a pretty good bit. And I'm like, well, you know there's all kinds of sneaks in these big rapids. And he's like, yeah, you know, and. He's like, you know, he really wants to run these things. I'm like, well, you know, he's on your dime now, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's your it's your choice. So, anyway, um, we get down below Backender, and that guy, the the guy I was talking to, and one other paddler, they sneak back in on far left. There's an island, and you can take this little, little channel. It's like a little lazy river to the left of this big rapid, and plops you out on the other side of it and uh, the rest of the group took this guy down the meat of backender oh, wow. and he styled it i mean he was a little <laughs> i was like oh he's kind of like way right yeah. and then he uh he you know maneuvered back left and paddled back left and then uh, went right down through the middle of the or kind of the right side of the big waves and holes at the bottom stayed upright never rolled and I was like, well, shit, you know? And, yeah. and at that point, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, you could tell. He was yeah. like, I'm a, I'm a class four boater now. Yeah, and uh, so. It's official. But, you know, that was the situation. It's like, it sucks to be in that situation when someone comes up. And you don't want to be a dick. Yeah. But you're also like, man, you know, like, this makes me liable for you now. And I don't know how I feel about that. Some people are just like, yeah, man, tag along. Come on. Yeah. You know, and others are like, well, this is, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know about this. You know, you need to take out, you know, by the time this guy paddled up to me, I mean, he could have taken out a river left. They put in on river right, though, you know, and it was like, it was just a weird situation that, that I've been in several times. And, you know, you just, it's like. We can call someone to come into our lunch site and take him out if y'all don't feel comfortable with it. And you know, by the time we had lunch, he had already run three big rapids, and yeah, they kept right. they kept rolling. Yeah. But um, <laughs> well, I think I guess at the end of the day, here the 
you know, the, the idea would be to, uh, you know, either really know your group or, you know, if you don't, and I think we talked about this before, but to try to have a pre-paddle, pre, pre-launch talk about, like, some basic stuff, basic safety. If you don't know, if you don't know everybody. Um, yeah. And I mean, just say, hey, if we get separated, you know, do this, stop, or whatever, you know, uh, whatever the, the your, your plan is going to be. Uh, in, in the middle of winter, after that happened, actually before that, my, my buddy Ray has uh, has some waterproof walkie-talkies, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he don't want to take his phone. He'll throw those in, and we'll just throw them in a dry bag or something, you know, if we're out, like, on a creek or somewhere. It's not a, it's not a terrible idea. It's just... It's, it's more weight. It's more... But, you know, we've used them a couple of times. But is everyone going to have those walkie-talkies? No, but if you had, you, you know, know, if, if, I mean, if you were like, talking about, it's kind of like a first aid kit. Somebody in the front, somebody, you know. Yeah. Somebody's got them. Yeah. And uh, it can be helpful. But know. but here's the other here's the other thing, and I mentioned it to you before. It's like, you know, are you paddling with too many people? You know, what's the yeah. size of your group? Yeah, where, yeah, where, your where's your cutoff? Well, you know, like, like in, in, in. You know, throughout the outdoor education world, wilderness leadership, all that, experiential education, you know, we usually go with like a five-to-one ratio, you know, participants to guides or participants to instructors. So, you know, and right there, like with our R1-S1 clinic, we had 12 people total, and it was five-to-one. It was, you know, which, you know, you were – even though you're not that experienced, you had paddled with me a bunch, and I felt comfortable putting you in the sweep, and I was in the lead. And that was that was good for the most part. And then on the second day, we threw in an extra boat, you know, an extra you know, knowledgeable yeah. guy that was, right. you know, came along. Um, and, you know, sometimes there needs to be maybe a middle boat or, you know, knowledgeable person in the middle, sandwich between you know the inexperienced people between but you know if you have 15 or 20 people it's too it's too many people that, that's a good point i mean too, I, think, I mean i, 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 I should say craft yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i should say craft but i think it's a good point that i think a lot of people probably don't consider because you think hey the more the more we have the safer we are which isn't exactly true right i mean i mean if it gets too high yeah, when when I when I when I'm paddling with a couple of friends and I see the group of ten rolling up, I'm splitting. I'm like, I'm out of here. You know, like, like let's go, let's yeah. get, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get, or let's let them go by, and get on downstream because I, you know, just like, especially on the Chatuga, I tend to be, you know, one of the more experienced people out and knowledgeable people out there and I just see all kinds of people coming down the Chatuga that you know with with following other kind of maybe questionable people yeah. you know that that I see out there just getting beat beatered all the time you know you're like it's like man this, this guy's just recruiting people to follow him down and <laughs> you know just get get hammered um but, you know, I, I, I tend to not like to paddle with maybe, you know, four or five boats. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's it. That's like I think that's a good healthy number. That way you can you keep know, track of people. And then you know what's what's your minimum? You know because like that one you know well, one guy was like two. I know sometimes you go solo, which isn't recommended. But no, I don't. I don't recommend it. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I wouldn't be comfortable doing that. But but, but like, I go a lot of times with two of us. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the river. Yeah, surely, it, surely yeah. it depends on the river. But I mean, there's places that, and you know, that I feel comfortable in saying that. You know, complacency kills. It does. You know, it, it, but uh, complacency is not a good thing. Being comfortable, you know, is like one of those. It might as well be a four letter word, but. Um, you know, like on Chatuga, I paddle alone a bunch, but with, with the plan of catching a trip, yeah, uh, catching up with the trip, like, so that way I'm not having to put in with the trip and, you know, I catch yeah, up yeah, with yeah, them yeah, within yeah. the first hour. Yeah. You don't want to sit around while they're. And usually <laughs> I'm catching them by the five falls, Yeah, you know, and I know the trip time, so, and I know the five falls time, so I know exactly what, who I'm going to run into at what time and. So, you know, on other rivers that I've done solo, you know, I just, man, I, I run super tight, you know, just, just tight and, you know, conservative, you know, if, if, if that can be said for, you know, some <laughs> of the places I yeah. just, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't care about hunkering down in the boat in this rapid today cause I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's it's a big long slide you know and I'm just gonna hunker down the bottom so I don't fall out and hit something but yeah. Um, but yeah and there's there's certain places where I wouldn't do that there's certain rivers I wouldn't go on without certain specific people sure um, you know and saying that I've, I've never been down the Russell Fork um, up in Kentucky and that just started running this past weekend. And I might be going in a couple of weekends. Um, um, and I've always said that, you know, there's only a couple people that I'll follow down the Russell Fort. And, you know, I'm going to be going with those, you know, one or both or all of those people. Nice. So. Well, so... Know who you're paddling with and have a little pregame. Well, that talk. And that's that's another thing. Yeah, and, like, yeah, know yeah. We've talked a little bit about that. Know who you're paddling with. Know who you're paddling with, and and you know, make good decisions. <laughs> usually, you know, I mean, I. It's just usually good. reasonable people make reasonable decisions. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there you find some some people don't know how to say no to fun though. Yeah. You know, like, hey, this is above my abilities, or this is, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe I, yeah, maybe I, I jumped up, you know, stepped up my game too a little fast. bit too fast. But some people don't know when to say, you know, that's what happened, or they just, yeah, I'm just gonna go with it. So don't get separated. Hang on to your paddles. Take an extra paddle. Talk about it before you go. On your walkie talkies. <laughs> <laughs> on your CB. I got a CB installed <laughs> yeah, on my raft. Radio. <laughs> <Ham> radio. <laughs> the I, antenna. I can talk to the Mir space station. <laughs> All right, moving on. What's going on? What's going on? It's, uh... uh yeah, we got, uh, this... What is that? What? Is that Saturday? The 12th? Yeah, I think so. 
12th, 12th. Saturday, October 12th, this Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, Lazy Hiker Brewing in um, Franklin, North Carolina. A great band from West Virginia is playing called The Company Stores. Uh, they're really awesome. They got a uh, just great, um, great vocalist and great just ensemble of uh, musicians. Uh, and it's going to be one of their last shows uh, playing as a as a, the entire group. Um, so get out there and see them. Uh, it's a, they they do a great show at at Lazy Hiker, and they, it's a great music venue too. So All good right. beer on tap. And then I'm super excited to oh, yeah. this next thing. Um, it's very important. Oh, I it's can't wait! The the Georgia fall. Keep in mind, it's, this is fall, so we assume there's a spring, maybe a summer, maybe a winter. Yeah. This is the Georgia Fall Bigfoot Conference. Oh, yeah, we just gave y'all, boom, the, <laughs> we just gave y'all the uh, waterbound bump. That's right, the Georgia Fall Bigfoot Conference in Rabin County. Yes. That's, uh, that's Clayton. Uh, town, city of Clayton. Over yeah, there. The, the conference center down right there. Right near the Chattooga. Oh, you, ever yeah. seen, you ever seen a uh, Bigfoot? That's where he lives, or she. Both. Yeah. Um, that's where Bigfoot babies are born. That's true. And that is October 18th through the 20th, and uh, Raven County Civic Center. So yeah, three days of Bigfoot conference. Of Bigfoot conference. Here. There's the there's the Bigfoot. Museum <laughs> in Blue Ridge. You know what? I met a prospective student today who said she works at the Bigfoot Museum. Does she? And, and, I, and she's a prospective art student? Yes, and I was so excited. Does she do hand paintings of Bigfoot? Well, I really like <laughs> their logo. They've got finger that, paintings. They've got that Native American-esque Bigfoot oh, yeah. logo. It's a pretty sweet logo yep. they got going on there. I've, the Bigfoot I've wanted to go to that museum every time I pass it. And Huck and I were going to do it, but tickets are a little pricey to get in there. I mean, it's like twenty five bucks. It's a, a big head. ticket item. I mean, you know, so Bigfoot ain't cheap. No, you got to you want you got to have you some gotta money. Want it. <laughs> you got to spend some money. Bigfoot. You want to know about Bigfoot? You got to spend some money. You're not going to find out. That's for free. right. We don't give that info out for free. Yeah, this ain't no nickel nickel dime tour. No, it's big stuff. Um, big. All time. right, man. <laughs> Well, I'll announce this next one because because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Link loves this uh, this company. Stop. But it's the uh, Knock Noc Noctoberfest coming up uh, officially. The fam- it's fa- fall family fun at the Noc. Join us for pumpkin painting, costume contest, and the pumpkin pursuit, uh, which does sound kind of fun. That's uh, I've What's- threatened to go up there in a raft and just destroy that with duckies they apparently at the falls or something they throw like a hundred pumpkins in and you go in you have a team you have a team you go in you 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 grab pumpkins and you collect them and your team whoever ends up with the most pumpkins wins all these nice like prizes let's go do it we should do it we get a raft (laughs) we get a raft couple of duckies you know forget the hard shell boaters yeah you can throw two or three pumpkins in a duck Run it to the mothership, dump it in a raft. True. Boom. Mother mothership like totally have like other craft bringing you pumpkins. Yes. Yeah. And just that's destroy the way to do them. It. That's the way to do it. But if you want to get involved in that, that's uh, 
October 26, noon to 5. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a uh, big football game on that day, like the Florida George game or something like that. So, uh, it's that third weekend. Yeah. October, yeah, Alabama, Tennessee. Close. Not going to be too much of a game. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you, Tim. We just knocked down Auburn. Um, so, uh, November 2nd, Saturday, November 2nd, is the Green Race. Uh, they're going to be spanking the monkey out on uh, out on the Green River Narrows uh, near um, Saluda, North Carolina, Hendersonville, North Carolina. So, uh, I think be sure we're, to we're talking out. about going out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna. Link's I'm, gonna be signing glamour shots. I'm planning on um, <laughs> I'm planning on R one in it that day. Sweet. So I haven't been down there in a while, and that would be a, a great time to go. And. Uh, my favorite way, and I, and in fact, I, I, I said a long time ago, the last time I hiked into that race, the only time I will come in here again is by paddling in, <laughs> and I did. I kayaked in, and that was like the last day I kayaked the uh, the green because I actually, I actually put in right before they started the race, so I had to like haul ass because my buddies had left me, <laughs> so I, I I soloed. Uh, um, the upper part of the Narrows all the way down to Chiefs by myself. You know, I ran it by myself. Like, people, like, like right as I got the Chiefs or, or I ran Zwicks, somebody came running up, like, pull over, the racers are coming. <laughs> like, right when I edited out, this guy, like, boofed over me. And I was like, whoa, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah, come on out and uh, support 2nd? the Green Race. And then they're going to have a big after party afterwards, so. Uh, that's going to be sponsored by Oscar Blues or somebody like that. And I'll let you turn, tell them about these next two because you know more about them. Uh, the uh, Tallulah race is the following Saturday, November 9th, uh, the Tallulah, at Tallulah Gorge. Um, it's a uh, basically they, they only allow kayaks and canoes or, you know, C1 or whatever. But um, um, yeah, they put in at the bottom of the steps. It's a um, time trial type uh, race. And uh, so you're not going to be able to get down the stairs to run Tallulah until they have sent all the racers down. So um, you'll have to wait till a little bit later to put on the Tallulah on that Saturday, low flow Saturday release of that weekend, the second weekend of Tallulah. Uh, however, that same Saturday is the last Chioa release. So if you don't want to wait in those in that line, um, come on over to the Chioa and, and support, uh, you know, support uh, them releasing uh, the, the water for the last uh, day of the year on the Chioa. And if you're on it, you can get, uh, you could get a... Um, early Chioa release possibly and still make it to Tallulah for before they uh, close it off in the afternoon (laughs) at 3 p.m. Double dipping. There you go. All right. Usually people go the other way. They do the Tallulah in the morning and then they'll run over and do the Chioa if that's the case. All right. Well, that's a wrap, man. Episode 26. Yeah. Don't get uh, separated. Don't lose your paddle. Yeah, man. Paddle with paddle with people you know. Paddle with your pals. It's always nice. And uh, 
take care of one another out there by God. Absolutely. So thanks for listening, guys. All right. We'll see you out there.